The Spanish Announce Table. Hey, Tom. Hello, Tim. How are you? Merry Christmas. Yeah. Or whatever you celebrate. I, I, I celebrated Christmas uh, with my family. What did you do? Celebrated Christmas over three days hmm. because I have divorced parents and then Emily's parents. So starting on Sunday, we did my mom's side. We saw Bumblebee. Mm, yeah, how was that? that? With the John Cena. Uh, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. Um, but with the Wouldn't interesting fact is, <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing though. I thought it might be good because last year I saw the animated movie Ferdinand that had John Cena in it, and that was spectacular. I loved that movie. Mm-hmm. It was so heartwarming and good. This one, it was good as far as like it. The the positive about it was there wasn't a lot of like and then in the town it was like rock 'em sock 'em robots boom explosion bam boom, right like okay awesome it it reminded me a lot of like a G version of Mad Max where it was right. just like we're in it like this is it right so yeah. I was okay with that but there was just too many inconsistencies and I get it right like. They're Transformers, but I'm saying about the main character, I, I can't remember her name, but like, I don't know. She was, she, she sucked. It wasn't John Cena. John Cena did fine. He was the villain and he just played a military kill them all as soon as possible thing with his which, weird hair, you know? Yeah. Well, no, he had the, he had the like uh, Marine haircut. Oh yeah. Okay. So he shot this before yeah. the weird hair. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, he played, you know, Bread and butter. You know what I'm saying? He, he yeah. basically played the Marine in the Transformers movie, which was fine. But the girl, uh-huh. she just, her character was written stupid. Didn't like it. So anyhow, that's what we did Sunday. Monday was with my dad. And then Tuesday was with her family. So three-day Christmas extravaganza. How about you? Yeah, three days of uh, gifts and celebrations. That's like, uh, it's not Hanukkah, it's Tamaka. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Tomica, I like that. celebrated Tomica, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So I we did the uh, traditional, you know, uh, uh, household <laughs> family unit, if that's a word. Uh, just uh, wife and I and the kids, and we did our thing. Uh, we traditionally always do like lights, uh, go drive around, look at lights. So we mapped that out on Christmas Eve, went and did that, and we come home and do a present. Right, we all get to pick a present out that's under the tree. Uh, the kids have long since uh, lost the belief in Santa, so all the presents are already there, right? So they get their pick of whatever, right? How old are they? 11 and 14, almost 12. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, at that age, believing in Santa is marginal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and it was years ago that they came up and they were like, hey, we don't believe in Santa. And we were like, good, because Santa then ain't got to buy half of these damn gifts then. And um, they were like, well, I mean... Maybe we're like, nah, nope, nope. You did it. You just, yep. Keep your mouth closed sometimes, kids. Did don't, you catch what I did there, though? Don't, don't show your did, cards, kids. Did you catch what I did? Hmm. Where I said uh, believing in Santa at seven is marginal. Mm. Trump. Did you catch that? Oh, geez. Well, he had a phone call with a seven-year-old. He goes, "Do you still believe in Santa?" Which, yeah. first off, it's just a shitty question because you're alluding to the fact that there isn't. Yeah. Right? Do you still like, yeah. believe? Right. Yeah. Let's yeah. know that like you shouldn't. 
right? <laughs> like, yeah, just right. stop and now. Then he, the kid says yes, and then he goes, well, you know, at seven, it's marginal. First hey. off, the kid doesn't know the word marginal. <laughs> yeah, or what? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and here's what the thing, jerk. like, like, yeah, it, the moment you ask somebody, do you still believe in Santa? Doesn't that mean they the answer is no? Because now they're forced to reconcile with that, like, oh, shit, that means. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. stupid. Anyhow, <laughs> that's enough political talk. Yeah. Um, um, but no, then we so did. You uh, Monday and Tuesday off. Yes, I did. So then uh, we did over the four day weekend that I had, Tom, we finally eh, laid down all that flooring. <laughs> it's all down. There's like two pieces left in a closet that uh, my wife's going to finish up in her like uh, office closet and stuff like that. But all that flooring is down that we've been doing for seven months now uh, on the main level. Are you alluding to sex? No. What are you talking about? Laying down the flooring? Is yeah, that, is the that flooring. What the cool kids are saying. Like, no, sex? new flooring. See, I know you're new to home ownership, Tom, but uh, there's like yeah. a subfloor, and you lay down either like a carpet or a tile or some sort of uh, you know like a wood, uh, you know, to create your flooring, right? That you walk on, right? And we were reflooring. Sure, yeah. Yeah, we were reflooring. Wow. We ripped up the carpet, and for the last seven months, because we just bought it ourselves, have been installing this luxury vinyl plank. Stuff I don't know if you've seen it. It's made to look like wood, uh, but it's a like a vinyl plank that all clips together. So you just lay it down. You don't got to glue it down. You got to staple it down, which you are clearly unaware of that you have to do on the other items. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's no tiling. You know what I mean? Um, and we've just been doing it whenever we have some free time. You know what I mean? Room by room, as it were. And we finally got all that down. But now we've got to work on like your baseboards and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, working out here on the ranch. So we did that mostly. So it was mostly a working around the house Christmas break. But then Christmas Day was fine. You know, like we did all that stuff. I feel like you say that every week. Yeah. Like, hey, what'd you do? Worked on something. Something. Why yeah. have all that stuff if you always have to work? <sighs> Hey, man, <laughs> you walked into an argument we've had here about a thousand times. <laughs> you know how many times I've said, you know how many times I've said, Tom, like, I'm like, other people don't do this. Like, other people don't live this way. <laughs> like, other people don't have this to do and this to do and this to do and this to do. And then my wife was like, yeah, yeah but other people live like whatever or they have, you know, and I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. <laughs> like, I guess you're right. We're just doing no, it. And it's not just you. Like, uh, Emily's parents, every, every week, mm -hmm. every week. Every time I go over there, I have to move something. Thank you and for. I'm just like, you guys are so rich. <laughs> Why? Thank you Why for. Why are you guys consistently moving things? Thank you for telling me it's not just me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for telling me there are others. Maybe we can get a support group. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll start a support group for you guys. But uh, it was just, yeah. I, every time I go over there, they're like. Thomas, could you? And I'm just like, yeah. Like, I don't even wear nice shoes over there anymore. I just wear my moving shoes because I know I'm going to, like, get paint mm -hmm. on something. or just Bring, like, like a weight I'm belt. Move something. <laughs> like, yeah. and glo like, the fingerless gloves and a weight belt every time you come over and just be like, all right, yeah, what do I got? Like, let's knock it out. <laughs> yeah. Moving in the library? Okay, right. let's go to the library. Yeah. You know, it's something. <laughs> Anyhow. That's uh, fun. Yeah. Well, and Christmas is, you know, it's always fun. We did our Christmas special last episode. If you'd like to go back and, and listen, please do. Uh, where we give you some wish lists, right? Right. And by the way, shout out to Rob Schamberger. Well, shout out to Emily, my fiance, but shout out to Rob Schamberger. She bought a Shawn Michaels DX WWF 
world heavyweight champion Shawn michaels rob schamberger print it's nice and then this is what we're gonna do that's even cooler i think like the rob schamberger print is phenomenal and just flawless so if you want good pro wrestling artwork rob schamberger's are the way to go absolutely But what we're gonna do is so i've met Shawn michaels so i have my picture with him he signed the ticket that I got to meet him, like it was a hunting and fishing thing. And I didn't know if like you could bring in a Shawn Michaels book cause it was hunting and fishing. So right. I just was like, could you sign the ticket? So what we're going to do is we're going to get one of those frames that has the Rob Schamberger print. And then the two down at the below of me and him in the picture and then the signed uh, ticket. So we're going to do that. She's doing that for me as well. That's great. Cool. Also, yeah. any of you out there who may have received any extra funds for Christmas to spend as you wish, if you're watching this video of this recording right now, Tom is displaying one of the fine items that you can buy at the Spanish yeah, Announce merch table, uh, cafepress.com slash Spanish Announce table, or you go directly to SpanishAnnounceTable.net, brought to you by BDD, uh, and there's a link to the Spanish Announce merch table right there on the front page. And you can buy this item and many others, and more are coming up, uh, I'd say daily, but whenever I find the time. But we have a whole bunch this. of new designs yeah. that are coming. The designs are awesome. Mm-hmm. I love the designs. We have fan-made and Tim-made mm-hmm. designs. I will get into that game eventually once I have an app on my phone that where I can do it. haven't figured out a good one that I like yet. Anyhow, Spark Post. what I will say... Adobe Spark Post. say, these... <laughs> are so comfortable oh and the quality yes oh the, the hoodie quality is amazing the hoodie the sweatshirts even the t-shirts they are long lasting they stand up to the wash they stand up to the wear mm-hmm. i've had the same t-shirts that i bought from the cafe press stuff if you got some we had some shirts earlier that we made in our infancy of this stuff which were not terrible mm-hmm. shirts but they were not you know, i mean they were cheap shirts let's be honest because tom just out of his own wallet was like here yeah, you know I mean, let me buy twenty shirts from you or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But these are Cafe Press does this right. Like they're not going to sell you some stuff. And again, guys, we're only making a couple dollars off any one item. I don't think we're ever making more than four dollars off of any one item. So most of it's going to the cost of, of production and shipping to you, and we're just getting basically a donation. But you get to wear some cool shirts, like or sweaters or whatever. There's going to be items even it doesn't have to be a clothing item you can get like mouse pads and stuff like that we just got to get more of the designs up it's it's taken me a little while because as we referenced earlier i'm busy so you should donate some money to us if you're not going to buy something right yeah this is really cool really great Uh, i like this one a lot it's uh yeah it's very comfortable Mm -hmm. go get it Mm. all right um so this is our year in review is it uh for longtime listeners typically this is where uh in this episode we'll give you a uh, New Year's resolution. What will we do? If we've decided this is Spanish Announce Table 2.0. Uh, some things have fallen along the wayside. That is one of them because we're going to try hard. All right. You, we say the same thing. Hear, right? So. I mean, we could have shaved it to one probably instead of three each, but even at the one, it's still going to be the same thing. It's like, I'm going to actually watch wrestling. Yeah, right. I'm going to try to watch another <laughs> right, yeah. something other than that. Here, yeah. here comes so the next. You're right, yeah. Yeah, we are. So that's that. So for those who are trying to like, what will they say this year? Uh, you know, same song and dance. Mm-hmm. But what we are going to do is a fun two-part segment where we're going to kind of start at the beginning of 2018, the year of the new idea, and go chronological 
and kind of cover some of the news, some of the big events, some of the big moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to break, and then we're going to come back, finish out the year, and then kind of give our general thoughts of 2018, and then maybe some thoughts on what we're going to expect or hope for in 2019. Mm-hmm. With that being said, Tim, you want to get it started? I-, I will get it started. It is 2018, the year of the new idea coined by Tom uh early on in 2018 on this on this show here now um it took the whole year for wwe to come up with a new idea as it sounds we've yet to see it we probably won't see it till 2019 or so they claim but uh it sounds like they got the message that it was the year of the new idea but hey you know maybe at least they've received the message so most of this is going to be wwe based although there is some items uh, from around the wrestling world that we'll hit on. Let's start mm-hmm. in January. I'll just kind of rapid fire a bunch of these off, and we can kind of hit on some of the points we want to talk about. Right? It started yeah, off in good. it started off in January. Raw twenty five disappointed pretty much everyone. Right? Wow. <laughs> right? I, I mean that was it, right. I mean a massive disappointment. Now to to their credit, let's 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 get into some of this that I wrote out. Rumors and reports indicate Raw 25 was heavily rewritten in the final hours before the show due to the suspension and eventual release of Enzo Amore following Amore being charged with sexual assault and other similar crimes. Now, if you remember, Enzo comes out, and I think nobody's denied this, that him and Cass were supposed to be in like eight segments throughout the show in a deal with the AOP where like they lose, I forget what it was, like titles or something, or something, right? They lost something, mm-hmm. and the AOP mm-hmm. eventually wins it back for them in a card game at the end, right? Like it was supposed to be this long, drawn-out storyline over the whole thing that that encompassed all these like old stars, right? Like that yeah. was the overarching theme, and then this happens in like the final hours before Raw, and they're like, holy God damn it, right? So they had to like rewrite everything. We find this out later, but... We knew then, like, Raw 25 was trash. Now, the Enzo Amore situation. Um, Amore was eventually cleared, however, already having a tense relationship with WWE before the allegations, uh, um, they they just let him go. And we've yet to see the return of Amore, although he did crash Survivor Series later in the year to be ripped. Oh. To be ripped by the neck uh, by the, the baddest female security guard you ever did see. We also mm-hmm. got the return of Jonathan Coachman. To yeah. WWE, Shinsuke Nakamura won. Um, oh well, we'll talk about that later because you're going to hit on the events in February. We saw Rich Swan get released from WWE after a suspension the prior month for domestic abuse allegations. Swan and his wife reconciled and charges were dropped. However, WWE and Swan agreed to end their working relationship. Oh, my computer beeped. And then we hit into March. Amid a social media backlash, WWE had to change the name of the fabulous Moolah Battle Royal that they were planning for WrestleMania. You remember that? Oh, yeah. And then yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> well, okay, so the charges against Moolah were pretty damn... Well, not charges, but just the, the allegations of what she was like were pretty serious, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, a highly this is April. A highly reported concussion-related lawsuit against WWE by former performers was denied by a federal judge, citing a lack of substantial evidence that WWE knew at the time in question that repeated concussions could cause long-term damage. WWE Network hit over two million subscribers, with 1.8 million of those being paid subscribers. Paige announced her retirement from in-ring competition performance at the mm-hmm. age of 25 due to neck injuries. Mm-hmm. Bruno San Martino passed away at the age of 82. Daniel Bryan returned to in-ring competition after a forced medical retirement two years prior. 
uh, and that's pretty much the big uh, items of the news that led us into WrestleMania. You were going to hit on um, the storylines, but do you want to cover some of these news items first before we get into that? Yeah. Uh, well, going a little bit into how long this year has been, it feels like because uh-huh. of that theme that I've always said is content uh, over uh, stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, in two th- in January, we had Nakamura winning the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. and Enzo, as you mentioned, featured in eight segments. Fast forward to December, not you know, still the same calendar year. <laughs> yeah, Enzo's Nakamura's gone. Nakamura's losing his title on a forget about episode. I mean, the episode was really good, but typically the Christmas episode is a mm-hmm. kind of uh, it's a throwaway episode, kind right? Of show, yeah, throwaway layup is exactly right. Yeah, it's a yeah, warm up. He- Pre-game warm-up layup. Yeah, yeah, he's losing his title to Rusev, and like you said, Enzo Amore and Big Cass. Whoop. Well, yeah, we'll cover that later because that happened later in the month, but that's even in the news. But yeah, I mean, bleh. I even saw in the news recently though that they because they even had an actual legit beef even after uh-huh. uh, oh, yeah. that they went and had lunch the other day and were kind of you know what I mean. It would be well, neat to see good. them get out and do some work. Uh, well, that'd make them on the, the scene. most money possible. Well, you know, because act going to New Japan so or something. So Enzo posts this video, and he never shows Cass, but he's just like, oh, I'm going to go have lunch with a buddy, right? And he just shows him, and he's like, hey, old buddy, hey, where are we going to go have lunch? You think maybe the Outback in here, how you doing? Right? And he's like, maybe the Sizzler? And he's like, how you doing? He's like, yeah, we get some shredded lettuce. And he's like, how you doing? He's like, shredded cheese. How you doing? Right? And they just do the whole bit. And I'm like, it's fun. You want mm-hmm. to play along. It's fun. And we've got mm-hmm. more stuff to cover about what's coming up in 2019. Maybe there's some high-profile avenues for them to be displayed on so let's go yeah, let's we'll e- see yeah one thing you know breaking kayfabe though that does work against enzo is as you mentioned he had a tense relationship yeah. uh with backstage uh personalities and management so uh as mm. you're alluding to in 2019 i don't know if he's going to be the warmest welcomed he hasn't changed pro wrestler in a right room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right uh but what i was going to say is as far as for wwe uh the big um storyline Obviously, the start of the year is always going to be the Royal Rumble. And as I mentioned, uh, Nakamura won the men's uh, mm-hmm. Royal Rumble, but this was also the very first women's yeah. Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. which was won by Asuka. And then the other thing, another kind of changing storyline as we go out through or go throughout the year, is the Universal title match. Remember how good this was? It was Brock Lesnar as champion versus Braun Strowman, Versus Kane. This is the one where Brock Lesnar gets just trampled outside. They start to wheel him off. People are singing the na 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 because we're all thinking like, well, this is when he goes to the UFC, right? Nope, that silverback gorilla fucking comes back out and just says, and so. That was huh. one of the you know best matches early on in WWE's um, mm-hmm. you know library of matches. So I wanted to point that out. So yeah, um, 2018 was a started off with a bang. Started yeah. off with a promise. Now I will also highlight what also happened in the storylines uh, is NXT at Takeover New Orleans, which was on WrestleMania weekend. Ciampa and Gargano mm-hmm. put on an in-ring storytelling clinic in their unsanctioned match. Right, remember this one? Oh, I mean, with the with the yeah. crutch mm-hmm. and the brace and everything. 
the storytelling of that match, uh, if I were to name a match of the year, it's, it's probably that one for me. Oh, yeah. I, well, I will say this. Without a doubt, without a doubt in my mind, the storyline of yeah. the year in any promotion uh, was Ciampa Gargano. Of several That's, years. Of several years. For me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it, to even yeah. Like, push this point home even more, like if I were ranking them, I would put that number one, two, and three, and then we can start the conversation. Like That's how special mm-hmm. I think that whole series of matches, promos, vignettes, everything was. It, it was spectacular. But yes, the very... I think... This match here, the unsanctioned one with the the brace that yeah. Gargano uses, I thought that was the best story. That's what I mean, like storytelling told uh, that I've seen in. Well, I, th- I think since like I, I, the feeling I got from it from a storytelling perspective, I haven't felt since Mania twenty five with the mm-hmm. Michaels Taker Very match. Much agree. Yeah, right. it was so well done. That's one of the matches that. That's ten years. Fuck. Yeah, when I get that's one of the matches that I get proud to show other people. Yeah, they're like, so I watched when Stone Cold like, are people still drinking beer? Like, no, they kind of pushed out on that. But they're taking (laughs) knee braces to motherfuckers' faces. Check this shit out. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Like, if you want, like, yeah. I mean, that was that was drama, especially if you knew the storyline, you knew the history. I mean, that was amazing. Well, they do a great job with the package you know, mm-hmm. going into the match. You could show that whole <laughs> body of work with the vignette and the match, and I think anyone would at least say, like, huh, wonder what they're doing now. And I'd be like, oh, shit, it <laughs> is way better. Can we also hit on what also happened uh, in April was the greatest Royal Rumble in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. And this was the first, and we're going to talk about a couple of these, where WWE clearly was more focused on global expansion than they were television storyline writing, right? The greatest Royal Rumble was this big deal, right? And we were all like, well, if this is the greatest, why have we been watching all these other, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And the only real long-lasting highlight and talking point is Titus O'Neil making a fool of himself? <laughs> this Titus whole event, this whole event was really for nothing, but yet we get Titus slip and yeah. slide. Ugh. It was it was spectacular in the sense of that's probably the greatest botch of all time. You couldn't do it again if you tried. Yeah, you couldn't and, recreate it. You know, everyone always talks about the Shockmaster, and the Shockmaster was <laughs> detrimental because it kind of ruined his career, right? Like, yeah. Titus O'Neil will be fine. Now, if he does get well, fired, he because, might have to do that on the indie scene. Yeah, but, but because he already was somebody we didn't yeah. care about. Right. But what I was going to say is this is the greatest botch because this had the most eyes and <laughs> a marquee, like you said, the greatest Royal yeah. Rumble, the first ever. Like how this, many? This is there was such a, a high profile spot. Eighty thousand people there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, compared to um, uh, Shockmaster, who did it in front of you know yeah. forty five people. It's like he did this at Mania. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was comparable to Mania. Some right. people who missed out on uh, WrestleMania was happy to be a part of this show. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, as we go on, you know, those greatest Royal Rumbles, Crown Jewel, I think we've discovered, like, oh, so this is just a glorified house show. Right. Like, we have. Gonna yeah. Use a couple segments on your 
Monday Night Raw because it feels like you should, but then it, everything's going to stay the same. Which is cool, really but like, don't sell it to us like it's a big deal. But mm-hmm. maybe, well, but those people over there also get the later they get to watch Raw later. So they've got to see that, that WWE's over here like, oh my gosh, look at this, it's the greatest thing. And they go, look, mm-hmm. everybody thinks this is the greatest thing. Yeah. And we don't. <laughs> and we don't. Well, what else, man? That was leading into Mania. We're going to take a break and come back and do the rest of the year and then kind of a look forward to 2019 just so we can kind of break this into easy segments so we have a time to refill our drinks mm-hmm. and whatnot. In the meantime, if we're going to take a break, I know you're probably listening to this a podcast or watching a video, so it doesn't really work that way. But if you want to pause it and also take a break, feel free to go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net, brought to you by BDD because he donated us some money on the PayPal using tableshow at gmail.com. You too can sponsor something. You want to sponsor a segment of this show? You want to sponsor, you know, you want to have some naming rights to something? Talk to us. Slater Gator. Send us an email, pitch us an idea, or donate us some money and pitch us an idea, right? We'll talk. We're open. We're cheap. Mm -hmm. And we are shameless. We are cheap and we are shameless. And this is a good combination for you. You got something to promote, right? You got something you want to brag about? You, You want us to... Uh, help propose for you let us know we are for well i mean you know what i mean like we'll make a video for you so you know what i mean like we're open to suggestion right we will take a tom doesn't like this idea scratch that idea that idea sucks we will not do that but if you got something right you want a uh i don't know you want something you want a shout out right you want something like that right you want something you're gonna send us some money you can tell us i'd like you to do this if we don't want it we're gonna send that money right back but right (laughs) (laughs) don't tell them that they're not gonna send the money okay email us first tableshow at gmail.com is the same email tell us your idea but if you think it's rock solid send the money first be bold right take your shot like kobe right don't yeah. It's, it's not passing guard. It's shooting guard, right? Send us the money. Tell us your idea. If you're a solid in your idea, we're going to do it. If your idea sucks, you're going to learn a hard lesson in life. But that's why you play the game. <laughs> that's why you play the game, right? Get your head in the game and concentrate. We're going to take a break. We will come back and talk about the rest of 2018 post-mania when we return to the Spanish announce table. Fun fact, Mickey James is the only woman to hold the WWE Women's Divas and Knockouts Championships. The Spanish Announce Table. Tom, we're back from break. We're reviewing 2018, the year of the new idea. Let's not forget that. The year of the new idea. Mm -hmm. And And as we start off the segment, uh, we're going to start off with the granddaddy of them all. Mm-hmm. The the show stopper. Mm-hmm. The Shawn Michaels. Pay-per-views. Oh, yeah. No, nope. That'll come later. That'll come later. Oh. Um, the pay per view of pay per views. Of course, we are talking about WrestleMania. Uh, this one was WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans at the Superdome. Superdome, uh, not the Silverdome. Nope, not that. So, mm. uh, one thing to get into, I, I think the signature moment of this WrestleMania will be the mixed tag match and the debut and the return of Kurt Angle, but the debut oh. of Ronda Rousey. Honda Housey. Honda Housey. Yes. He's like to say there are's with an H. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of crazy. You know, we're, we're uh, ending 2018 with Ronda kind of on top as the, 
you know, signature, uh, main pushed female star in the company. But it's kind of bizarre that, you know, six months ago or however long it is, she had her first match and it was a spectacular right. match. It was so good. It, it, she course, wasn't so great in it, good. but the match, the way they told that story and what they did with it was definitely done very well. But you could tell they threw all those people in because she was still learning. Now she's come a very long way in a short period of time, almost Kurt Angle like speed, you could say. Yeah. Although Kurt and Angle definitely well was match too. Yeah. I thought she, you know, her throws were believable when she beat up uh, Triple H. Oh yeah, her you know, physicalness is great. Yeah, she definitely looks like she's beating somebody up, and you can tell she's not actually hurting them to mm-hmm. the trained eye of a longtime professional wrestling fan. Um, but yes, like definitely, like her in-ring work has never really left anybody going like, oh, she sucks, right? It's right, been more exactly. so like her promo work, but that's going to take almost anybody yeah, a long time. That's going to take so – yeah, Kurt Angle was not that good. You know right. what I mean? Like, and Yeah, remember the say, three like, eyes? The yeah. rookie, he's the rookie of the rookies. You know, he had the greatest rookie right. year of all time, you know, people like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman Reigns. From this res- yeah. Also from this WrestleMania, though, uh, in regards to storylines, was the end of the streak – if you recall, mm-hmm. Charlotte God. defeating Oscar. Yeah, in that streak. Spectacular match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the streak, huh? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I that match. I, people talk about it, but I guess I wasn't sold on it. I don't know. Do, am I alone here? I thought it was good. Yeah, I it was, it was good. Fun. I thought it was. I was surprised that. Oscar lost at WrestleMania. I Me thought too. they were going to say like, this is the culmination of all of the wins and the streak and yada, yada, yada. Now she's champ. Uh, that kinda, showed that Vince is still ultimately in charge. Cause he was like, yeah, I get jab. I don't know what to do with these Japanese. Right. People. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, what else? Oh, remember this still hasn't been tied up, uh, as far as like why, but Undertaker beat John Cena in like maybe seven seconds. Yeah, and he and John Cena was just sitting in the crowd, remember? And they just like walked yeah. up to him and whispered in his ear, and suddenly everybody was supposed to know that meant that the Undertaker was yeah. ready to wrestle him. Because like yeah. even Oscar and and Charlotte were like, "Oh, awesome! Like, well, how would you know what the hell's going on, right? Like yeah. I, that was a major faux pas on, on. I was like, hey guys, they don't know what's yeah. going on." Right, like they just thought John Cena ran by. They would act like weirded out more so than mm-hmm. than like, yeah. oh, good for him, right? right. Like, I don't know. That was weird. I would think so, but yeah, it was weird. Uh, and then also, um, in another uh, storyline that I guess ended, but it was also the start of a new uh, 2.0 version of Daniel Bryan as he returned to mm-hmm. in ring action, teaming with Shane McMahon to take on Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I really liked that storyline. I thought Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, you know, going back a few months to, I believe, the Elimination Chamber, uh, when Sami Zayn joined forces with Kevin Owens, pulling him off of the table when Shane jumped off the cage and went through the Spanish announce table. We're going to say it was Spanish announce table. Uh, I thought Sami Zayn. It hurt. You know, I, you know, for me, Sami Zayn has been and maybe will always be like my favorite, my favorite pure good guy. Like, yep, I just like that guy. Like, that just, I want to be his friend. I want to high five him. I like his music. I want to dance with the song. I love his uh, move set, 
everything's spectacular. So when he did that initially, I was like, that's going to suck. And boy, was I wrong because he plays an obnoxious chicken shit heel almost yeah. better than anyone. Yeah, that was really good run. Him and Kevin Owens when they were doing yeah. their thing. Like, gosh, he's so annoying. The whole yep movement. Yep. I loved that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And if you remember, uh, going back to April, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan added to this match, or ac- actually this match being added, was almost, and I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, tweet the table, hashtag t- tweet the table, but it felt like it was like 24 hours notice. It was like, on Tuesday, uh, he's back. And we're <laughs> right. And then yeah. now it's a match. <laughs> like, well, and I figure that's mostly because, like, he's been trying for this for a long time. And the moment they were like, you're cleared, he was like, Tomorrow, I'm in the ring tomorrow. Yeah. Book it. Go. Now, I'm going to wrestle out in the parking lot if you don't make a match. Right? Like, right. he was like, I'm going. Yeah. So, yeah, and good absolutely. for him. Right? I mean, and he's turned into something amazing right now leading into 2019. So, yeah. Good and I was going to say, you know, the storyline for him coming back, I thought was spectacular. I, I thought, especially in the Superdome where WrestleMania 30 took place, where he had such an iconic moment for him to kind of come full circle and two longtime friends. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. After that, though, and again, this is storylines, not anything backstage, but storyline. It was then like, hey, isn't this great? He's back, woo! And then he starts losing to Big Cass. Yeah. Then they, then they tried to like, you know, shuffle the cards, and they got into the to the Miz thing, and I like that. But then you know, his wife is his wife, and she's really bad at wrestling, so that kind of made it cringeworthy. But. He was kind of just floating around. I don't know. It, it never felt like, guys, you know, this Daniel Bryan is back, right? And he's back. Yeah, it just kind of felt like, oh, there's Daniel Bryan. He's kind of right there. He's pulling but it off now. now. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now, fast forwarding, and I know, you know, maybe we'll get to it, but I'm kind of, we'll just talk about it as a whole. But now, this, you know, lover of the earth, hater of consumerism, uh, uh, just a, you know, yeah, consumerism must die. Like I was like, oh yeah. man, this is great. This is good he's, stuff. He's spectacular. And one one thing that I I also like about him, and you know, he's only had one feud, real feud, uh, since he's turned heel, and that was with AJ Styles. But one of the things about the heel turn that I really enjoyed is he was like, no, AJ Styles is really good. Like mm-hmm. he he didn't do like the traditional heel where he's like, this guy sucks. He goes like, no, that guy's really good. I'm just better. Like. We should be respected for how good we treat. Uh, I like that. We don't do tweets. I like that too because you can be like, you could be heel and be like, no, this guy's really good. That's why I don't like him because he's better than me, and I need to stop him. I need to become better than him, and if I've got to do it by taking him out at the knees, then I will. Like I don't need yeah. to get better to be better than him. He just needs to get less good, right? Like I mean, hey, yeah. right? Like, well, like better than him. I, I, yeah, you know, we're fast forwarding here, but I also like the 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 aspect of you know we deserve more respect we're not out here you know getting viral videos or retweets or you know facebook like we're just wrestling we're pro wrestlers mm-hmm. and that's what we do good and guess what i'm better than him but we're really good you know i yeah. love that that was really he's good. a but, solid yeah. number two <laughs> right exactly <laughs> right. yeah yeah um, yeah but so that was the return uh in april of daniel bryan obviously the main event got booed out of the building it Ugh. was uh brock lesnar defeating Surprising a lot of people, but defeating Roman Reigns. But that, yeah. And then, oh, well, local kid Nicholas, yeah, by the way, uh-huh. becoming the youngest WWE champion of all time at hey, the age of ten. Can we not get that kid on the show? 
Do should. we not? Do we, we not have connections? Can't Rob hook yeah. us up and get this kid on yeah. the show? We can, we can have a, a we can book a WWE tag team champion on the Spanish announce table. Whoa! Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah, what so else? That was the highlights of, of WrestleMania. You know, the crown jewel. And kind of a and kind of a lack. For what it's worth, a bit of a lackluster WrestleMania, which is a theme for WWE moving forward throughout the year. And we'll hit it heavier in the later parts of the year, more current time mm-hmm. frames. Um, but the trend was in motion then, right? Where it was like, oh, you guys went okay. with that? Real, like, did you guys give any thought to this? Right? Like, that starts to become a trend. So we'll move on. From there, I, I didn't really have any major news items that hit in May, and forgive me, this is all research done. Crack research team here at the Spanish Announce Table, done while uh, on breaks at work uh, over the last couple of days. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, crack research here. So if I miss your favorite news item, tough. All right, so we'll hit into June. A jury ruled in favor of CM Punk and Colt Cabana as defendants in a libel and slander case brought against them by WWE Dr. Chris Amon for comments made by Punk on Cabana's podcast following Punk's highly publicized fallout with WWE. Also in June, WWE officially announced their new TV deals for Raw and SmackDown. Raw, this is a great story that I want to delve more into. Uh, Raw will remain on USA for five more years, and SmackDown will move to Fox beginning in October of 2019. It is heavily reported that USA slash NBC Universal was shocked at the going prices for both shows and were reduced to match the highest offer for Raw uh, since they have that contractual obligation. Right? So. Uh, this, however, effectively priced them out of SmackDown, and USA would lose. Uh, and uh, let, Let's get into this. I'm going to stop reading this. I'm going to explain it further. They go to renegotiate the contracts, right? WWE, their TV contracts. They're getting uh, slightly less than $300 million, or maybe it's slightly over $300 million. We don't fact check, right? But somewhere mm-hmm. in that range, $300 million for both shows on the USA Network for the year, right? $300 million from USA Network for Raw and SmackDown. It's time to renegotiate them, right? They're going to get do a new five-year deal with somebody yep. fox enters the fray and goes mm-hmm. we want raw mm-hmm. and they have a meeting with them and this is like i mean there's several people in the meeting and rupert murdoch is on the phone rupert murdoch the owner of fox Ugh. the whole thing right fox fox right one of the highest you know earning motherfuckers in the world tells wwe he was like look man nbc is embarrassed by your product which he's right Right? Like, they've always treated it as like, oh, here's the wrestling thing we do. Right? Mm -hmm. And he goes, we're going to front and center this. It's going to be like, it's going to be whatever sport is, right? College football, WWE, NFL. We're going to promote the shit out of it. We love that you have Ronda Rousey. They're like hitting on Ronda Rousey. Like, we want Ronda Rousey. Um, They wanted Raw. USA realized, and this is a stat that I read, if they lost just Raw, they would lose 21% of their ratings from that one show on one day a week, the USA Network. Mm-hmm. So they had to, had to, had to, had to keep Raw. They thought they were going to stay under $400 million and keep both shows. They realized 
they had to pay more than that just for Raw. Now they have a contractual deal that they get a match whatever offer, uh, right? So they had mm-hmm. to match what Fox was offering, right? And Fox probably knew that and probably threw that up way high, right? But then Fox goes, cool, we want SmackDown. USA can no longer afford SmackDown, right? NBC could, but they're not going to allocate it to USA. So they're trying to play for SmackDown on maybe an NBC-type network or something along those lines. Fox offers them, and this is the deal they end up taking, over a billion dollars for the five years um, Mm -hmm. for SmackDown. And it's going to be front and center. It's going to be live. It's going to be, like, super promoted. um, Mm -hmm. And they want, like, the the deal. So all kinds of things moving forward, and maybe we'll hit more on this in 2019, but this presumably means the brand split has to end because – no way is NBC no. and Fox going to go, well, no way is NBC and Fox going to go, yeah, we just want half of your fucking cool superstars, right? Like, they want the best. Oh. They want the hot, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so there, there's, I don't know how this is going to go moving forward. Who knows what they say? And we'll talk about that maybe more at the end of the show. But, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's all kinds of implications moving forward mm-hmm. here, right? Like, Definitely. what does this mean? Uh, Fox, it sounds like Fox is going all in and going to start putting, like, um, supplemental shows on like Fox Sports 1 like they well, they said why. well so they said that they couldn't sell the UFC and that they think WWE is family friendly and that they'll be able to script it so they can mm-hmm. you know what I mean like things they couldn't do with but UFC a, right but, yeah, but wrestling advertising idea. but wrestling advertising has always 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 garnered way lower per its numbers than any other form of entertainment so I don't know how Fox thinks they're going to get around that it's. I think it's the dumbest idea in the world, mm-hmm. the supplemental entertainment. I think it's a perfect idea for how many – like wrestling fans are not loyal to a channel, mm-hmm. right? So right. we don't watch USA Pro Wrestling. We watch WWE or, you know, is it – TNA or, you know, right. Impact wherever or, raw goes, we're going wherever raw goes. Yeah. I'm going to that channel. So, right. you know, I think it was smart on Fox to say like, we're bringing all of those eyeballs to our channel. I think that's amazing. And I also think, you know, ESPN made a huge deal to the UFC and the UFC wants to be as legitimate as it can right. be. And you know where you become legitimate is ESPN. on worldwide right. of sports. This so fits. Th- yeah. Their logical move is saying, I'm going to ESPN, even though it's, it's not a sport, it's an actual their, sport. Well, well, even if they're not on their, you know, uh, ESPN or one, ESPN two right. on their ESPN Plus thing, it's still ESPN because you know what that means? That the knockout that last month may have got, you know, uh, a retweet by their Sports Center account is going to be in their sp- Sports Center top 10 plays. Now right. we got more eyeballs. So, so, right. So the UFC's move to ESPN was one, legitimizing their sport, and two, helping their sport get into other oh, avenues. Now, just a more Dana natural White fit. Talking to Stephen A. Smith, right? So you got that av- aspect. Yeah. Going back to WWE, though. So Fox says, we're losing all that. If you've ever watched Fox Sports 1 or Fox Sports 2, it's the UFC channel. It's mm-hmm. just UFC flashback, UFC 1, blah, 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 UFC 2, blah, blah, blah. It's just So they have gaping UFC holes channel. to fill. Right. So now, but this is where I think it's just so dumb on Fox's part, is you're going to keep the Fox Sports thing. Just call it Fox 1, right? Because right. You're you're going to have in your lineup of shows, you're going to have Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless, who are gas bags, talking about LeBron James, and then do you want them to then talk next? Seth about Rollins. Seth Rollins. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're right. gonna break down the top five picks in the so, NFL draft, 
and we're going to tell you who the number one contender is for the U.S. So, or, you know, the United States title. So that's the same problem that we hit on last week when we were discussing writing help from Hollywood or wherever TV writing is done now, right? Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. that you guys are kind of in the same field, but you absolutely do not get it. Right? Like, you don't yeah. get it. You don't understand. You don't get it. Right? You don't, you just don't have the same starting point. You're looking down a different avenue, a different perspective, a different, whole different worldview. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, pro wrestling and TV writing are totally different. Right? Like you said, same mm-hmm. thing here. These sports guys, you know what I mean? Shannon Sharp, it's already a stretch for him to talk about basketball when yeah. he played so he football. About it. Same with Skip. Fuckhead. Like, that dude just looks like he should be a used car salesman. But at least he's been doing this for a while. But he knows sports. He's watched sports. And he knows sports. Like, pro wrestling is not sports. It is made to mimic sports. It's sports fiction, as we've called it. It's it's a circus. It is a show. It is performance art. The best of the world. I've always agreed with you when you've said this. Uh, you don't gotta act like I'm the one challenging you on this. <laughs> I don't think the listeners the it's viewers. not a legitimate yeah. sport where there's a you can win based on your own merits. This is a predetermined outcome. It is the most athletic, one of the most hardest things you can do, possibly even over most sports. But if maybe even all, you could argue with me all day, and I could probably listen to you on it's tougher than any actual sport, right? Like, you know, some actual sports might argue with you, but. My yeah. point there being is that, like, it's still performance art, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's the one of the toughest things a human being can do, but it's yeah. performance art. But be proud of that, right? You're putting on one of the toughest performance arts to ever grace a stage in the history of the world. But that's yeah. where we're at. And so it just doesn't match when you get Fox Sports yeah, you, yay-hole I mean, on look, there. Just look at their track history with Fox Sports uh, 1 and 2 or, you know, those talking heads. You know, when they tried to talk about sports, they didn't know. You mentioned Shannon Sharp. They bring up, you know, Kevin Durant, and he just goes into like, well, the sports athlete's life is X, right? And that's all he knows. When they tried to talk about the UFC, Skip Bayless was talking about Nate Diaz doing sumo moves, which isn't a fucking thing. Right. It's not a thing. Yeah. But now he's going to – so now you want that guy to, to you know, you're you a know, mover to then talk about, I don't know, SummerSlam? That is on Fox, though, because that's on Fox should demand that he, like, studies the sport. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, and knows it bag. and it's interviews like- – actual people but yeah he's just a news reader he's not a yeah. he's probably not even coming up with that stuff somebody's probably writing it and putting it in his oh, face he's asleep by seven Fuck you know what him. i mean well no that's what i mean like yeah. i've watched i watched the um when when the major league baseball game uh the all-star game was here in kansas city i did a uh, i was a roadie for him right ran did whatever they need and uh, like the doug gottlieb show everything he said some schmuck in a hat was sitting beside the stage typing out for him you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, he didn't come up with any of his own thoughts. Man, like, that didn't happen at all. All of the guys, the Scott Van Pelt, all of that, there was somebody writing it literally to them as they were doing the show live on stage. Like, they were reading it off yeah. of damn prompters. So mm-hmm. uh, that's all those guys are doing. So that's on Fox to me. Like, you guys need to hire better actual, you know, enthusiasts or, or just scholars of the sport. Like, if you don't have them, go become them. So, but going back to Fox, right? The mm-hmm. SmackDown deal on the big Fox channel. Yeah. 
I agree where, you know, each network, Fox and NBC Universal, is going to say, like, we want Ronda. Like, we yeah. want Ronda on our channel, right? Right. But I think they have to stay with the bl- excuse me, the brand split because what do you for example, what would you do with I'm trying to think of a more higher tiered paid guy who would get lost in a shuffle. Perfect example. Where would Randy Orton go? Well, see here's the thing, and maybe they don't because I don't know the details of the negotiations, obviously. I mean, I'm not right, privy yeah, yeah, to yeah. it. But and we'll find out. Um but maybe that was addressed, and maybe they were just like, look, it's two brands, and you know what I mean? Like, we're going to even them out as best as we can or whatever. But maybe not, because, like, what what was addressed by a lot of talking heads was that, like, this might mean SmackDown becomes the A-show, because it's on a network television. Mm-hmm. They're getting more money for it, mm-hmm. so they're going to be more demanding. Here was something else that happened that was fun from it. Madison Square Garden, traditionally WWE's home base right they have refusal right to any pro wrestling show that wants to book there wwe madison square garden can book it but they have to tell wwe we want to book this and wwe can say we'll do an event that night instead right and Mm -hmm. it could just be a house show or whatever but we'll do it for the same whatever you were going to earn right wwe has Mm -hmm. refusal right is what they call it um which they have always invoked every time roh wanted to book a show sinclair broadcasting right Mm -hmm. yeah and they said, WWE said, nope, they can't do it. And Sinclair Broadcasting told Madison Square Garden, cool, we're going to sue you because this is illegal. Which it kind of is. They're, they may have a loophole out of it, but that's supposed to be illegal, right? You can't yeah. you can't do yeah. that. So uh, the, the tricky part becomes here, Sinclair Broadcasting, which owns ROH, owns thousands of Fox affiliates thousands that can refuse to air smackdown when yeah. it goes live on Raw. now yeah. they wouldn't want to do that because nothing they're going to air in that time slot is going to earn what smackdown could earn but you know what theoretically do, i would think hmm. as a, as a throw up the alternative what would you say throw up the alternative throw up roh oh i was going to even say you know we'll play smackdown but it just won't be live We'll play it at. We'll play it later, right? Right. So they could do any kind of thing, right? So now the idea is both companies are well established enough to know that it's better to play nice. They'll reach a deal and they'll just work it Mm -hmm. out. Uh, And subsequently, ROH was able to run that show. Um, So you know what I mean? Like they booked the show. They haven't ran it. Right. They haven't run it, but they've been able to book it so far. So it's interesting how this is going to play out. Um, SmackDown may become the bigger deal which is odd well, to think about know, an, another thing that i heard because you know my ear is to the mma beat as it is because that's my favorite sport mm-hmm. uh, another thing that's been pushed from fox to wwe so this is coming as a directive from the network saying this is what we want you to do on our network is they're trying to push uh daniel cormier the ufc heavyweight and uh He's going to get stripped on Saturday, but UFC light heavyweight champion mm. uh, to be the broadcaster on the SmackDown yeah. broadcasting team. Yeah, and WWE a more legitimate feel. All the rumors keep saying that like WWE has something that they think is a big deal planned for coming right out of the gate in 2019. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to talk about this coming up later. All Elite Wrestling is supposed to come out. Is that a swerve? And these well, guys are showing up. Or do they have something planned with Fox to be huge? Who the hell knows? But they seem like they think they're holding a trick up their sleeve, right? Yeah, 
yeah, they have a full full deck right mm-hmm. there in their hands, mm-hmm. and they're ready to play it. Um, I don't want to mess up your timeline, but do yeah. you want to get into that story as far as the Cody Rhodes? Well, yeah, no, uh, let's get into that a little bit later works. because that's more of a current thing, and then that'll, that'll lead us into the 2019 talk. Because let's get back into this. This was we stopped at that story, but we haven't even hit well, June no, I was yet. Talk right? about all in. When did all in happen? We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We're not okay, there yet. Okay. All right. Okay. June I, hit. I don't know yep. when things happen. Uh huh. June came around, and Big Cass was released by the WWE. Um, but there's a lot about it, but like he was, he was also acting up on tours, like getting a big head, trying to throw well, guys out of locker rooms. Was, huh? Uh, he had a relationship end with Carmella. Yeah. And Carmella was ready to, uh, mingle in and, and talk to other guys. And I, you know, Hey, when you still like someone, and this is me. That sucks. I get it. Yeah. Share a, you know, armchair armchair quarterbacking it over here, uh-huh. not knowing a thing. But it seemed like as soon as the Carmella Big Cass relationship ended, all of a sudden Big Cass is having all these weird blow ups and being a jerk and being yep. cocky and stuff. He didn't take and it well. Apparently, yeah, apparently what was the uh straw that broke the camel's back is Carmella was talking to a guy and Big Cass was like, I'm a Beat your fucking ass! Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, he also so, you know? uh, he also I guess they were on a tour somewhere overseas and they were riding a bus and he accidentally locked himself in the bathroom on the bus and thought he was being ribbed and broke the fucking door down and then so for the rest of the tour nobody could like shit in peace because Big Cass broke the fucking door down when he locked himself in the fucking bathroom. <laughs> everybody in was like, fairness. Yeah, right. was like, well, yeah, that's what they do in wrestling. So in fairness, say, yeah. right, in yeah. Fairness, we've heard some pretty horrible stories. So a locked door, I would fall for too. Right. I'm, like, I'm not that dumb. I wouldn't so, lock myself in here. Okay, also in June, a little bit sadder of a note, Vader dead at 63 after battling a severe case of pneumonia. Vader also had recently been suffering heart problems that doctors had not given him a good outlook for. Um, yeah, we. I mean, we kind of covered that one. That was always sad, right? July rolls. July rolls around. Rey Mysterio signs a two-year deal to return to WWE. Hulk Hogan begins to slowly start being reinstated, right, into WWE mm-hmm. in a move that nearly everyone saw coming. The return came with little fanfare and mixed reviews. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about it when we hit. Um, the crown jewel coming up later, uh, in, in our talks. Um, but yeah, that one was kind of like, they slow played it enough that everybody was like, all right, we get it. Just do it already. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like taking off a bandaid. You just got to rip it. Right. Doing it slow. Everyone's like, just do it. Yeah. But I think this one was the right one to do because they were able to test the waters the whole way. Right. And some people still didn't like it. And some people very much voiced that opinion. They were like, we get it, man. You totally deserve to feel that way. But he's famous, so we're going to go make money now. So, sorry, bro. You know what I mean? Sorry, yeah. Kofi. Like, I know you make a lot of money for us, but Hulk Hogan instantly will probably outsell you the moment we fucking put him back on the website. Yep. Sorry. Probably did. And yeah. that kind of sucks. I mean, I agree with that. Like, if, from Kofi's perspective, I'd be like, do this. Fucked up. And I'd be yeah. like, you're right, Kofi. Reality's oh, fucked up, though, sometimes, right? I mean, like, right. shit. Yeah, one thing I want to touch on before we go any farther, though, is you'd mentioned uh, CM Punk won, uh, yeah. CM Punk and Colt Cabana won their uh-huh. uh, lawsuit, but you know what CM Punk did not win? His second <laughs> UFC fight. Good God, was that bad. Yeah. One of the worst fights of the oh, year. Oh, God, it was, it was terrible. so bad. 
Yeah, he looked even worse than in the first one. <laughs> it was like, how did you it do was, that? And it was with worse competition. Uh, Jackson, it's not God. good. All right. So, Anyhow, I just always take a chance to uh, make fun of him. Ha-ha, all right. Zero, failed. Zeroing back into July, we had two deaths kind of back-to-back, which were one, Nikolai Volkov dead at 70, not you know, I mean, you don't want to say expected, but that's a normal age uh, for passing. Mm-hmm. Then we had Brian Christopher dead at 46 from suicide, uh, question mark, that's, while yeah. in prison. That's up in the air. It's a lot of, yeah, it's it's a lot of controversy if we're going to be journalistic, right? A lot of controversy yeah. surrounding it. Um, I don't know the details of it enough to, to weigh in either way, but definitely not taken well by the family. We can say that. Right. Yeah, Jerry a lot King of questions. Was pissed. A lot of questions surrounding the jail staff mm-hmm. and Brian Christopher's relationship with them, and whether or not he would have committed suicide. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's one of those unsolved mysteries. I think mm-hmm. I, I feel like someone mm-hmm. somewhere with some money to spend is going to go into the real death mm-hmm. of Brian Christopher, mm-hmm. and we're going to get maybe a podcast or a DVD or something of it. Yeah, like a, a episode of, or a series of serial. All right, mm-hmm. and we'll end up in August here because that's about SummerSlam. Feels like a good break. Colt Cabana filed a lawsuit against longtime best friend CM Punk over an alleged agreement over the legal costs associated with their defense of a libel and slander lawsuit filed against them by Dr. Chris Amon. That one was dismissed, and he's since filed another one in a different way because it was dismissed on a technicality. Jim the Anvil Neidhart, dead at 63, which we're still hearing about today. Kane officially sworn in as the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. That happened. Um, so, there are some big news items. Now, Mania to SummerSlam. What, I mean, unless you want to hit on some of these other news items, what did uh, it lead us into storyline-wise? Storyline-wise, so we got to SmackDown, or excuse me, we got to SummerSlam, which is the second biggest show of the year. Uh, you know, the... the Mm-hmm. The thing that gets you from SummerSlam, to I call the it. Year, right? I call like, it the mania for actual wrestling fans, right? right. Like the so, mania is for the mainstream media. SummerSlam is ours. Yeah. So the big news, or excuse me, the big matches that came from that. Uh, one, Ronda Rousey defeats Alexa Bliss to become the new yep. Raw Women's Champion. Right. So we go from mm-hmm. WrestleMania to a couple months later, and now Ronda's the champ, strapped right? up. <clears throat> We got Roman Reigns finally defeating Brock Lesnar. Finally. For the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we have here? We've got, um, oh, we've got one of the best storylines on SmackDown this year. Uh, it was when Samoa Joe defeated AJ Styles via disqualification after Styles hit Joe with the chair because this was the infamous, I'll be your dad. Mm, yeah, God, Samoa that was Joe. such a great storyline, too. That's where we began yeah. saying, like, hey, who's writing this on SmackDown? Because there's at least yeah. a good writer on SmackDown, right? We identified mm-hmm. somebody can write a story. Yeah. This was a lot of the – you know, I thought Samoa Joe has always done consistently good work, right? But with this – and even though it's kind of played out the Jeff Hardy's a drunk thing – that he's doing well. He's doing the slime ball. I'll hurt you, and then also make fun of you. Yeah, villain really well. This is the best work I've ever seen from Joe because he's always been good at like that. Like, whoa, this guy means business, and he might actually stab me 
in the dick hole, right? Like, well, uh, like, remember, yeah. And if you remember, he he did the uh, title match with Brock Lesnar, and leading into that, that's when they did the side by side. He left the side by side to go confront Brock Lesnar. I mean, yep. he's always done so, the, like, let's go throw some hands, kind right. of right. And that's always been good, but he always felt like a psychopath. What he feels more mm-hmm. now is a sociopath, right? Like, yeah, it's it's controllable, and he's choosing it now, right? Like uh-huh. he's choosing yeah. when to throw those little digs and when to get mean and when to unleash the beast i mean it's 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 top notch and that could only be because now he's in wwe i mean like he's got the best of the mentors he's not sitting there with you know i mean whoever anthem sports was able to hire this month uh you know what i mean over there on whatever so i agree and he's also working with talent he's comfortable with all right Mm -hmm. so if you look at the roster you know uh aj styles he's obviously worked with um there's eric young he's obviously worked with jeff hardy he's obviously worked with in you know tna so there's also that like well how do we do this match they've done 100 matches you know in dark show or dark main events and stuff like that so he's also probably more comfortable uh with um working with talent but the biggest thing to come from SummerSlam was the spark that started a phenomenon. Mm. SummerSlam was when Charlotte Flair defeated Carmella and Becky Lynch. But you know what happened afterwards? Mm -hmm. Lynch turned heel. Yeah. The The man was born. Right then. Yeah, Mm. the man was born right there. When everyone thought like... Oh, well, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I, I really think going into that, if you would have said, like, oh, Becky Lynch will go heel. Okay, that'll be good. And Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair, so let's push her. Yeah, the, I would have the, said, the, eh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. And the, cra- the crowd made that moment because we're like, nope, we are with Becky. Mm-hmm. We love Becky. She's right in this situation. She's right in all situations. Let's all hail the man. And boy, did she take over. This was the spark that started just, it all. She just the second half of the year belonged to the man. She just does, for whatever reason, have that charisma and and seems to have developed it recently. Of like, she could be saying the meanest, nastiest stuff, right? The most rotten stuff you've ever heard anybody say, and somebody could be like, "Hey, fuck you," and you'd be like, "Hey, don't you fucking say that to her." You know what I mean? He'd be like, yeah. don't you fucking say that to that angel. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just weird. <laughs> well, here's the thing that I think is so interesting about the Becky Lynch, you know, second half of the year uh, character. Because the first half of the year, she, she wasn't on TV. Yeah, so much, you forgot you know? she existed. She was right. Zack Ryder. Exactly. She was going that way. Right. But with this heel turn, one... And, I, and I'm doing heel turn for those watching heel turn because now it's a face turn. Right. Um the everything that she says, even with her Twitter beef and attack of Ronda Rousey, there's this little grain of truth, right? So when she turned on Charlotte and she said, no, because you're always given everything. I have to work for everything. They don't want me here and I'm going to fight you and I'm going to fight anyone else to, to keep my spot. And you go, well, damn, maybe you're mm-hmm. right. Yeah. <laughs> that, Right. Yeah, I think you're right. And then right. when she goes to Ronda Rousey and she says, you're the one that the company loves. You're the one that's the baddest. Well, I'm over here cleaning out a division. You haven't even defended your title yet. When you go, damn. She's right. You're right. Yeah. You know, everything she says, just like you said, is so dastardly and so mean and vile. But everything you could say, like, 
I feel like if me and you were were to read her tweets, like her twi- Twitter beefs with journalists or you know superstars, anyone, yeah. we, would, we would look at all of them and kind of nudge each other and be like, "She ain't wrong." She ain't like, wrong. So it's always like, "Damn." Yeah, I agree with you. Wrong, you know? It's just been for whatever reason caught wildfire, and everybody's been like, "Well, yeah." Of course, like it was like we've been waiting for this to happen. Like it was just, uh, it's been a bit surprising, even at the the swiftness of it. Yeah, and credit to her for also taking a controversial stand in this hashtag Me Too movement, where it's women empowerment, saying, you know what, it is women empowerment. I'm the man. I'm the man. Yeah. It's so a controversial statement because some women are like, no, in a time where we need to be taken serious and you know X, Y, and Z, we need to be women. And then she's like, no, when you say you're the man, you say you're number one. That's what it means. Well, that's, that's it. Me. It's almost taking that away from men right it's like you guys don't get to just own that like i'm taking that you know what i mean like and what are you gonna do about it right she's the man you're not i don't care and that's what i'm saying and there's that little grain of truth where you're like well damn you are the champ she's the man right it's like yeah you just because it's because it's that throw your hands up and you go yeah because it's that because we can talk about gender all we want but everybody knows if if we're all going to be 100 percent honest with ourselves that when you say somebody's the man what you mean is they're the elite they're the top level mm-hmm. right so yeah yeah, yeah. When like, i'm taking that to beat the man you got to be the man or to be the man you got to beat the man he didn't say and then women for you like no he just right. said it you know right <laughs> we all knew exactly um when you said gender, I thought initially you were talking about Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Where did yeah. that come from? Remember when we were like trying, we were like, he should say he's fighting for gender equality. Like he should have been. I think he should. Still should do that, yeah. Oh, especially if like with the new whatever regimes or whatever. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, they could always switch to that. Same thing. Calling herself the man when she's a woman gets attention of the mainstream media. When I told my wife that the hottest thing going right now in WWE is a woman from Ireland, she's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, and she calls herself the man. She's like, what? Like that yeah. makes her focus go, what does that mean? Right? What does mm-hmm. that mean? So if Jinder Mahal is out there fighting for gender equality, that's going to bring some controversial eyes, but that's good for you. Eric Bischoff wasn't wrong when he said controversy, controversy creates, crash. creates so, yeah. crash yeah so yeah i i think they should run with that yeah all right anything else from those uh, leading us into SummerSlam that you got no no that's obviously that's what else could we talk about all right we'll move on yeah. then because here's what you've been wanting to talk about september hits cody rhodes and the young bucks presented their long-awaited special event all in all in featured several known independent names and was greeted with mostly rave reviews yeah so uh i worked in invicta card that night mm-hmm. uh so i was unable to watch it live but me too yeah i, I, I saw watched it later the twitter and everything blowing up because you know 70 to 80 percent of my twitter timeline is pro wrestling because yep. that's my number one thing besides mixed martial arts um so all i saw was just you know constant dick druids and uh cody rhodes wins the nwa championship yep. and all this stuff you know and it, it was a spectacle it was such a special moment even starting with that battle royal that had just Everyone and anyone, it felt like. You had Flip Gordon. You had Bubba Ray Dudley. You had Cheeseburger. You had just all of these just hodgepodge ROH indie stars. MJF was in there and all these guys and girls that were just killing it. And that was like – Jordan Grace? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They started it. 
And then it just went up and up and up. The main event, yeah, because of time, whatever. I also am not the biggest Young Bucks fan, so whatever. Uh, fun note about that, Rey Mysterio was also in that match. So what a year he had. He, he appeared in the Greatest Royal Rumble, all in, and now he's back on WWE programming. True. So a year for, and he did New Japan Pro Wrestling. So what a year for Rey Mysterio. Anyhow, uh, and he's got cool stuff at rootsoffight.com if you want some Rey Mysterio gear. Um but yeah, All In I thought was awesome. I thought it was so uh, inspiring to see essentially an indie show sell as many tickets as a, as a oh, yeah. show. And it was on a bet. Remember, this whole genesis came from Dave Meltzer, who, whatever, he's Dave Meltzer, and Cody Rhodes doing a, like, I bet you can't sell 10,000 tickets, bet, watch. And they did it in like 10 minutes. Uh, so my thoughts aside of the young bucks character and that whatever they are, I just don't get it. They're the Jeff Hardy or they're the Hardy boys for me, but yeah, I mean, we don't got to get it to recognize it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was awesome and spectacular. Um, now going forward, now we got some fun stuff, right? Cause Mm. they've ended their ring of honor contracts Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that, uh, Madison square garden show that you had spoke about. They will not be appearing in, Right. Right. Both the Young Bucks, I believe, have this countdown going into yep. 2019 saying like big announcement. Yeah. So let's just do a little bit of uh, looking forward because we'll just pause right here and just do a little bit of looking forward. What do you think? Because they filed all these trademarks and everything. What do you think the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes and Hangman Page do? I think it's too much of a conspiracy theory to think that this is that they're just pulling a swerve and they're going to show up at WWE. The rumor is. Uh, Rhodes and the Young Bucks, all of them each turned down seven-figure contracts from WWE. Who but knows? Who did that? Who was that reported by? Meltzer, Dave Meltzer. Right. Who, so who knows? Who's, who's his best friends? Now, even at that, if they offered six-figure contracts, I figure those guys had to consider it, right? And I'm sure they would have. And the word is, if this thing is a real thing, now the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars, while they're involved, is that their owner, his son, apparently is a huge wrestling fan. And has pitched this idea and is running with it. And for the life of me, I want it to be this. I want all mm-hmm. elite wrestling to yeah, come out. Thing. I want that alternative. I want it. And I know WWE. Now we start to see why WWE has been buying up all the indie talent they can find. Mm-hmm. Now we get it. Right now we're like, oh, now I see why. Because you're trying to stop any potential talent from going over there. Mm-hmm. Ah, man. And now, who knows? Maybe WWE's behind this, right? Like, maybe they knew, hey, we just sold Raw and SmackDown. We'll help build this brand, and we'll sell that to somebody else, and we just fucking all make money, right? Who knows? I don't know anymore, but I I hope a true alternative product comes out that's mass available, and it's not Mm -hmm. impact, right? That, like, is on... Right. They have a bad name like that right. and right. The, the good old boy kind of thing. If I get a real cool feel to it. If I get all in as a pro wrestling organization, I obviously, like you said, there was some stuff that could be worked on there, right? It mm-hmm. wasn't the most solidly written, worked out thing, but it was more of a special event than a yeah. themed program. Right. So I would give it that chance. I'd like to see yeah. it. I would. I, so I hope that's the thing. I hope that's it. So I'm going to go with yeah. that. I hope so too. But I mean, look. They file all the trademarks. Mm. They say this big countdown. All of a sudden, if you start looking at WWE programming, Finn Balor's getting pushed to the moon. AJ Styles just punched Vince McMahon. We're doing a club. Like he's gonna get. That's what I'm saying. He's getting pushed to the moon. Club's you taking have, over. 
Well, you had Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows just out of the blue start appearing, and now they're in matches. Yep. Right? So, like, there's too many things also to be like, oh, no. Okay, so it's going to be Bullet Club takes over WWE, and they disperse over two brands, right? So you put Cody and Finn and Hangman Page on Raw, and then on SmackDown you have AJ Styles, Carl Anderson. Um, and then you mix in whoever you Galloway, want from WWE. Yeah, the Young Bucks, Young mm-hmm. Bucks, and then they take over, and then that's what I'm saying. And then there's turns, right? And then – uh, Samoa Joe joins the Bullet Club. So, does WWE pull an NWO and do they become All Elite Wrestling? That's what I'm saying, but maybe that's what the whole, like you said, this whole, they have something in their you know back pocket that they're ready to play. Maybe this is it. Maybe it's the A fourth Bullet brand Club. that we now yeah. sell to ABC and we yeah, well it would um, probably go to I don't know somebody else other than that Netflix where does Netflix and, where does Netflix and um, Amazon Prime both offer two hundred million for Raw um, you know what I mean like well, or SmackDown had, I can't remember but like for a, for a while mm-hmm. so you know it's something that they've obviously been interested in a little bit yeah so uh, maybe maybe that could be it too maybe they're maybe this is another brand that they're building up that they're just gonna turn around and sell off and who knows but but but. If I'm going back a week and we're doing our Christmas special and I'm asking Santa for just one thing before 2018 ends, it's that in 2019 we have an alternative with a cool vibe, not this – and no offense to the to the Southern wrestling, Jim Crockett promotions and Dusty Rhodes and all that. It's Dusty fine. Dusty Rhodes. But what I want in 2019 <laughs> yeah. is I want – a little bit of modern day Miami vice, right? Mm-hmm. I want good looking women in bikinis. I want guys that bench press 300 pounds. I want some, uh, uh, some attitude, swagger, a house party, right? Attitude and swagger. That's actually yeah. contemporary. That actually resonates with actual real people. So yeah, I mean now I want that. If WWE provides it to me, a la an NWO-esque kind of thing, mm-hmm. okay, I'll ride with it. If it's offered by the Jacksonville Jaguars and company, great. You know what I mean? Like, let's see it. I just want to see it because I tried to give Impact Wrestling a try, like you said. Just can't get behind it. I tried Lucha Underground for a while. Just can't hold me. ROH mm-hmm. just can't hold me. And it's, it's not me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, guys... Like, if you're a wrestling lover of the, you know, full-on art of getting in the ring and grappling with somebody, ROH is great for you, right? You know what I mean? But Perfect, like, yeah. But it's, that's not me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and that's not the majority of us over here watching wrestling. So, yeah, we need that alternative. Now, I don't know. I, I doubt well, WWE I hope, can pull it off, so I hope it's an alternative company. Yeah, what I really hope even more so than just that alternative is we go back to exclusive contracts. Cause mm-hmm. one thing that I get a little irritated with not irritated, but it's a little bit sad is I watch MLW now, right? I'm trying to get into MLW. I like Tom Lawler. I've met him a few times. We talked when he corners uh, his fighters at Invicta, we have a friendship. He's getting pushed as their top uh, baby face over there. He just did a no ropes match with Simon Gotch, which was really good. They got low key as their champion. So they got good things, right? So I'm watching MLW. I still haven't gave up on impact. So I'm still trying to watch, you know, Johnny impact and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then the one thing that kind of <sighs> stinks is, Oh, there's Pentagon jr. On impact. Awesome. 
oh, wait a minute, now there's Pentagon Jr. on MLW. Awesome. Wait a minute. But the... Hey, he's then, on the Jericho cruise. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, and again, yeah. this is uh-huh. me being a tad bit lazy as a viewer, but also I don't want to see Pentagon Jr. Uh, being told as a bad guy in this promotion, and then I go to the other promotion, and Pentagon Jr. is also there, and now he's a good guy. Well, it's, or... I also don't like the feud going across other organizations, and I got to follow it around. Like, well, no, they don't even do that. They just say like, "Nope, Pentagon Junior is over here." He's well, but that Bullet Club kind of hops around from NJ and and ROH. It's like, guys, come on, man! I'm not gonna. No, I don't have time to watch all the organizations. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Give me a product. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. All right, well, let's keep. uh, There's more to come in the coming year. From that, we will find out. Sooner rather than later, it sounds. Uh, September also, Ric Flair married again. Um, mm. Although I did think I found out it wasn't an actual marriage. It was, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, no marriage is not, Like, you know what I mean? If you're married, say you're married. You don't need a piece of paper. Renee Young became their first full-time WWE women's commentator. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as we kind of close out this year, one theme that if you've noticed Mm. that we've talked about from the start of Royal Rumble all the way to right Mm -hmm. now is women, women, women Mm -hmm. in WWE. Oh, yeah. We started with the first ever uh, women's Royal Rumble. Oh, there's more to come even. Yep. All of this. Now, fast forward. Now we've got Renee Young on commentary. Uh Yeah. Women, women, women. Women, women, women. October, WWE ran the Super Showdown in Melbourne, Australia. Another one of these glorified house shows. That can you remember yeah. anything about that show? Do you remember anything about that show? Who was on it? Super Showdown the only thing Australia. I remember about that show is the Iconics got like right. a WrestleMania pop because they were from there. I probably could have like guessed that, and I don't remember it. So yeah. you know what I mean? All right, the one thousandth episode of SmackDown aired to much better reviews than Raw twenty five. Yeah, because SmackDown's the better show of two thousand eighteen. The best wrestling program. From anyone, MLW, Impact, uh, Lucha Underground, um, Uh New Japan, all of it. The best wrestling program. And might be be going forward into later 2019. Mm -hmm. The second annual Mae Young Classic wrapped up and led into the WWE uh, first ever women's only special event, Evolution. Yeah. Now, that was... I was really sour on that, and I still hold true to my beliefs on why I was sour on that. I did not hate the idea that a women's only pay-per-view should happen in WWE or right. any promotion. Right? Sure. I that was never my like beef with why that was happening. My beef with it was we had Sasha Banks in tears in Sasha Banks' character saying, "This is a great night." Well, it hasn't even happened. You right. haven't even put on your gear and you're walking around saying, "We this is so happy." And then there was so much. There was, I mean, you had Becky Lynch and Charlotte kill it, right? Yeah. But other than that, it was this is fun. It's all they would talk about. It's all they would talk about. There was yeah, no storyline. It, it was just about like how can we make sure everybody's involved. Yeah. The the best way to describe it is when WWE does their Connor's Cure uh, segments, where hey, I love that you're donating to pediatric cancer, right, and research and trying to find a cure and all that stuff. But man, can you pat yourself on the back a little bit more? And more so to this specific show. My biggest beef was they did like this red carpet thing, which, okay, cool. It's the first ever one I'll buy in. But Sasha Banks, tell me why you're the boss. Don't be crying because women have come so far. 
what? That's not who you are. And then so many women were like, this is so special. What if the lights yeah. go out in the first match, you weirdo? Sasha Banks is supposed to say, like, of course women have come so far because I've brought them yeah. this far. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and it's because of me. Face, it's because, you know, Bailey says we've come this far because hugs are what's getting us to the you know, next. She can world. rattle off the names, right? It's because of Mae Young and because of yeah. Mula and because of, yeah, yeah, yeah. forget that yeah. one. Trish because Trish of Trish Stratton. Right. Yeah. All right. Also in October, Roman Reigns announced that he has been living with leukemia for over a decade and that a recent resurgence has forced him to vacate the WWE Universal title. Reigns is out of action indefinitely. Yes. So, you know, obviously I hope that he gets healthy, right? I mean, oh, of I, course. I want everyone right. to be healthy. Like, there's, that's obvious without saying. Uh, but with that being said, I think as you go farther into the year, you're going to see after that moment, WWE goes like, what? We didn't plan for this. And you can blatantly see it. Um but it's also now maybe yeah they went who came more people chances <laughs> yeah yeah well and that's yeah I I think we all I think most wrestling fans at least of our liking um, post Roman Reigns felt and that's fair to say well I think we felt I just think we felt almost a sad like we felt ashamed a bit of it but we felt a relief. Right, mm-hmm. like it's like, yeah, it's like, hey, we don't get a we don't get a fifth Braun Strowman right. versus Roman Reigns match. It's like, yo, man, we get it. This sucks, and and we've all said like Roman Reigns by all accounts seems like a great dude, works hard, is trying just, desperately to do what is supposed to do. Uh, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Doesn't get it either. It's like I don't get why you guys hate me, man. I'm here. You know what I mean? Like doing it. Like he's like, but cool, we'll roll with it. I'm I'm down. You know what I mean? Like he's been a, a good sport about it all. Um, and that sucks, but we were like, because it was never about him. It was about them forcing it and doing the same thing that they think, or they're just going to buy it. And and finally, what was Mm -hmm. supposed to happen with the Daniel Bryan Occupy movement, they finally just stopped watching. They finally have stopped watching because, and something we haven't hit on, uh, it started, I think about midway through when I was doing my research, it was raw hits. It's the lowest rating ever. Raw hits its lowest rate. I mean, every couple of weeks it was a new lowest rating all throughout the year, guys. And they finally went, oh shit. Well, one thing that I will remember uh, 2018 for is if you recall the Samoa Joe Roman's Reigns match right before the brand split happened, like right when they, you mm-hmm. know, really started going. And. They put that on last, which, okay, you say Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe, but no story was told. And you can, with your eyes, see people getting up leaving. during the main event and leaving. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a it wasn't a cool, like, Bo Dallas and NXT yeah, turnaround. Right. Yeah. It's, no, we just know. We got to get home. Working. We've been right. here for 11 hours. Interstate sucks. We want to go home. Yeah. 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 No, I'll remember that too. Also in October, NXT UK premiered on the WWE Network and will feature its own UK men and women's titles and uh, will operate as a separate, unique UK-based brand. I don't like it. I don't like it. I just don't like it. Yeah. I, just, I would much. like it if, like, if you told me, and maybe they're doing this. From some accounts, it sounds like they're doing somewhat of this. If you told me, like, we're going to have the WWE UK on the WWE network for all those people over there. And they're going to watch that. But like 
people over there are going to run it, right? Like, Triple H isn't going to be worried about the storyline on NXT UK, right? Because mm-hmm. William Regal's handling that or whatever, right? right? Like, mm-hmm. you told me that, great, because you guys are going to be a global brand. Cool. I bet there's going to be a NXT Germany and an NXT China and an NXT whatever. Yeah. As long mm-hmm. as you're telling me Vince McMahon isn't trying to write all of those goddamn things, yeah. I'm cool with that, right? <laughs> but I don't yeah. know that that's going to be the case. All right, we'll keep moving on. November, WWE presented Crown Jewel from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, The event received major backlash from fans and the mainstream media, given major public outcry over the murder of a journalist in Saudi Arabia. The event is also, uh, or the event also received negative publicity in that no women were allowed to compete. Renee Young was, however, on hand for live commentary, as well as controversy over the TV return of the event's host, Hulk Hogan. Also, <laughs> also the show uh, saw the long-anticipated, though highly disappointing, re- in-ring return of the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. What a big ball of disappointment and just sour stomach this whole thing was. Yeah, this was, <laughs> without question, the absolute worst pro wrestling night of the year. They could I do mean, nothing I, right, even leading already, up to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah leading right. into it, it was tone deaf, and then the execution was just piss poor. It was, <laughs> it was just old people forgetting where they were. I would have Kane's mask fell off. I would have rather went to the show where the guy got hit in the head with a cement brick than this fucking thing. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, God it's, damn, this thing sucks. Yeah, it's it was it was it was dreadful. <laughs> Everything about it was sad and oh. pathetic. Stupid. Triple H ripped his peck. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fucking. It was just the worst. <laughs> it was the worst. <laughs> I, I hated that event. It was the worst of everything they did. They were like, "Hey, we're gonna do a show in Saudi Arabia," and everybody was like, "Oh, no," and they were like. Oh, hey, I know this guy just got killed over there, but we're still going to do the show. And they were like, no. And they were like, yeah, we're going to have Hulk Hogan host it. And they were like, no. <laughs> they went, yeah, and we're going to bring Shawn Michaels. And we were like, God, God no. And it <laughs> perfect. <laughs> it ended perfect. And then just fucking, they just did it all. They just did it all. Yeah, and if we- Kane's mask can fall off, why can't we give Shawn Michaels a wig? At least like they could have fought into that. God damn it. Did he wear sleeves? So All right. Sad. Fuck. All right. Also in November, the Chris Jericho cruise set sail from Miami to the Bahamas, offering paying fans a cruise filled with wrestling entertainment uh, from the hottest names in the non-WWE affiliated pro wrestling scene, which by all accounts seemed to be a success. Yeah. Let me go back real quick before this Jericho cruise, yeah. which, yeah, like you said, does sound like a success. If you're a pro wrestling indie fan specifically, that seemed like your dream vacation. Right. But, you know, we talked about how you were doing research, how you noticed, like, oh, Raw's lowest rating this week. And then mm-hmm. people with Raw's greatest low, you know, all that. I think the pinnacle and the, like, defining moment of, oh, shit, we need to do something different, is that Crown Jewel event. Yeah. I think that was, like, every... Even if you go back a few weeks when Evolution was going on, when they ran promos for Crown Jewel, they were booing it in the... Mm-hmm. Now, because yeah. women wasn't allowed. W- w- women weren't allowed. But, 
like well but that's part of it crown jewel was the crowning jewel moment of hey you guys are tone deaf yeah well here's what it is is because wwe and we always told them you're wrong about this, right? But let's say, like, okay, CM Punk is going to miss, right? Oh, shit, we better call it Batista, or we better call it The Rock, or we better, because that's what sells. And they mm-hmm. would see a spike in ratings, and we'd be like, yeah, but you're wrong about this. That's not going to last, yep. right? It's mm-hmm. not going to last. You're wrong about this. And they're like, nope. And this was that. This was everything that that represented, right? It was Undertaker, Kane, Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, Hulk Hogan, yeah. And it, everybody, the whole time we were like, no, no, stop. This This sucks. Nobody wants this. Your young kids don't even want this because they don't know who these people are now. You have to stop. You have to stop. And they went, nope, and did it anyway. (laughs) Did it anyway. And then they were like, oh. Oh, and then everybody's like this. And I Why think everybody say that. I do That's think you're right. Like. It felt like yeah. after Jewel happened, Vince McMahon looked at us, the universe, the WWE universe and goes, Hey, you didn't like that. Could someone have fucking told me? Right. Well, <laughs> and that's like, just yeah. it. It's like with social media, the way it is anymore, they can't escape it. Right. They're, they're finally yeah. going like, they were like, well, we listen to our fans and everybody went, no, you don't. And they yeah. went, we don't. And I was like, God damn it, guys. Like, yeah, for whatever reason, it finally hits somebody, and maybe it is this elite group or something, but they, like um, we mentioned, they seem to be going like, just wait, guys. Like, mm-mm. just wait. So, I don't know. We'll talk some more November stuff. This is a good one. <laughs> James Ellsworth was accused of harassing oh, a 16-year-old geez. girl to the point of repeatedly sending her inappropriate nude photos of himself despite her attempts to request he stop. Um, Reports also indicate Ellsworth offered an acquaintance $1,000 to find the girl's residence, steal her cell phone, and destroy it. Ellsworth, of course, is presumed innocent in a court of law until proven guilty. The court of public opinion, however, may effectively end Ellsworth's days with the WWE or anybody. Yeah, see ya. Yeah, dude, you are gone, man. What a shooting star that just burst into flames, right? This is worse than Enzo. Yeah, at least Enzo was just an asshole. The the coolest guy in the world, right? Like, oh man, Braun Strowman. Everybody loved him. him. Everybody loved him. He beat fucking AJ Styles three times, (laughs) and we still believed it a little bit. Yeah, and then he then he gets released, which okay, because we (laughs) ran out of things for you and look at you. But then even came back and helped Carmella win uh, the WWE Championship. And then... God, he's so bad. Man, bye-bye. See ya. Showing your dick to a minor, dude. Stop showing your dick. The dick is the ugliest thing in all yeah, bodies. No girl's Just asking for the dick. Showing, like, I mean, girls ask for the dick, but not a picture it. of it, right? Like, nobody wants a picture of the dick. If they want the dick, no they'll one. ask for the dick directly, not a picture yeah. of the dick. Nobody and wants a picture of the dick. Two, is that the episode title? 2019. <laughs> Have you not figured out just like Google image a picture of a dick and send that? Is like, 2000? Is 2000? Yeah, send a. If you're a white guy, send a black dick. Right? Yeah. Here's send a, a big dick right there. Send a black dick if you're a white guy. Right? If you're a black yeah. guy, send a white dick. Just if I can do the opposite. Well, if you're a black guy, don't send a white dick. It might not work out for you. All right, we're gonna. We're gonna. Well, you might get a giggle. All right, listen. Um, yeah, Ellsworth, you're fucked, man. I don't know. It, right, you know. Sorry. John Cena was announced as the 2018 recipient of Sports Illustrated's Muhammad Ali Legacy Award. Fitting. 
Yeah, and one thing I want to mention about John Cena is this was also kind of the the end as far as him being here all mm-hmm, the time because mm-hmm. uh, we didn't really cover it because we don't want to cover every single pay-per-view, but there was a lot of he's in the uh, Elimination yeah, Chamber but match. We haven't he's talked about him all, all show. Right. Yeah, this was a lot of just like, oh, hey, Cena. We talked about and him in the movie. And that's about yeah. it, right? Yeah. yeah. He's become The Rock now. And Becky Lynch became the first woman to top ESPN's WWE Power Rankings. Love it. And we Becky hit on Lynch, that. Man. And then December. And most of this, obviously, is very fresh. WWE announced new women's tag titles are coming in 2019. Interesting. Impact Wrestling changed networks again, this time to the Pursuit Channel. Arrow Lucha will replace Impact Wrestling on Pop TV. Arrow Lucha is owned by Arrow Lux, a longtime production company for Impact Wrestling that attempted to gain control of the company until Anthem paid the debt owed to them by Dixie Carter and then assumed control. (laughs) Isn't that fun? Yep. So more wrestling. Here we go. Uh, more trademarks have been filed for all elite wrestling and young bucks, uh, in young buck one, at least has posted a countdown clock on social media. Uh, we've talked very heavily about that. Larry, the ax Henning passed away at 82 dynamite kid dead at 60. Uh, yeah, that was December up until this moment for big news items. And then storylines, we've kind of even hit on it too, but I don't know if there's anything specific you want to go, but we've. You know? Well, one thing I do want to mention is because I mentioned it, uh, when we started the year in review how Brock Lesnar had that amazing triple threat match with Braun Strowman and Kane where he got uh, wheeled out and then they said, you know, they sang the bye song to him. He came back. It was a fucking fun match, right? Mm-hmm. Really fun. He did phone it in against Roman Reigns and yep. Braun Strowman the entire mm-hmm. rest of the year until Survivor Series and that Daniel Bryan match. Yeah. How fucking good was that? That's yeah. the that's the he is the weirdest unicorn in pro wrestling where he's like, I hate this. I hate this. And we go like, Yeah, man, we get it. We hate you too. You should leave. And then he right. goes like but then he does this like, but you know what I'm capable of? Wop and we go, That was fucking <laughs> right. right. For whatever but reason I that day him. he's I like don't get, yeah, yeah. I don't get why he's famous. I still don't get it. Remember I went off on that random feed, like, why is he famous? I don't get it. But man, well, he because at like any moment Brian. Yeah. Yeah, at any moment he can give you a top five match of the year. That was the top five match of the year. And it was made on twenty four hours notice. Or you know, a week. Sure, sure, right, right. Yeah, and I mean, the storylines have led us where they are. I think, they obviously, we don't even have a clear direction on what they are because they've come out now, they stood in the ring, they said, yeah. everything's changing. And they've given us every indication that, hey, we're just trying to get through these holidays. In 2019, we're about to knock your fucking dicks off. And <laughs> we're about to like have to just trust them and roll with it and see what happens. Yeah. If yeah. it's not the elite, I wonder what they think they that they're showing their balls off so much for. Right? Fox. But Fox doesn't even happen until October. the end of 2019. Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. But they're acting like it's no-brainer, yeah. deadlock that you're going to be like, okay, I'm in. Let's fucking watch. Right? Yeah. So let's see it's what they got. If, yeah, they're acting as if they're an NBA team that's like, we got LeBron. Yeah, like, like we got LeBron. hey, and we, just, like, no we just picked up Pat Mahomes, man. We just traded from the Chiefs yeah. for him. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. hey, we got him. Yeah, we got right. him. Wait, right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. We'll and see. so we'll see. But – 2018, I think, uh, was a good transitional year. Like I said, I think if I think if anything, 2018 will be at least for me remembered as the year of the woman. 
because yeah. it was the first, like I said, the first women's Royal rumble to Becky Lynch, the man to Charlotte flair, becoming the first woman in every type of match you can think of. You're right. You know, they even did the TLC match with her and Oscar, which was great. Well, what was uh, the one that uh, it was the I quit match that we said might be the best women's match ever. I mean, like, yeah, yeah just... Becky Lynch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was phenomenal. It was great. Um, it might be one of the best I quit matches ever. Even. I mean, you know what I mean, you might yeah, rank in the top last woman standing last woman standing. Right. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, it. So standing. you yeah, might yeah. even put it up against some of the best last man standing matches ever. And right, you'd exactly. probably be in the top so, five, if not more. So. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, I'm going to remember 2018 as uh, the year of the woman and then mm-hmm. secondary, uh, hey, WWE, you're fucking up. Like, that, that's how it ended. Well, yeah, the the vocal minority became the majority. Yeah. That and year. it wasn't because of, yeah. like, retweet. Yeah, like you said, they became the majority. It became like, well, it was 100 people at first. Now... They're walking out of our main event. Well, I think enough people also saw like, oh, this does suck, right? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is the same shit that they keep putting out. And we were like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, <sure laughs> <does>. <laughs> yeah, now you fucking get it halfway through the year. Right. Uh, right. So I, I shit you not, man, every couple of, like, I, I could look at a whole month's um, news on these sites I was looking at, right? And you could skip through like a couple days at a time. And every time Raw came around, like every couple Raws, it would be like Raw hits a new ratings low. And it started, you know, I don't I want to say August or something, right? And mm-hmm. then just kept bop, 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 down, down, down further. And I was like, shit. Like, that's a clear trend. Yeah. I will want okay, – I'm going to try to leave, though, or end this because the women's thing is a positive. But the Raw specifically and the kind of uh, – dismal ratings that they got is definitely something to be remembered by um for the year but one thing i will say right now this year smackdown Mm -hmm. feels like the smackdown of when edge and eddie guerrero and kurt angle and all those guys were coming up now obviously there's not a crop of guys that or girls that you could say like this is it but man this year with the return of daniel bryan aj styles as the champion becky lynch the man charlotte Every time you needed just someone to shill or be funny, you had a rap battle with the New Day or Usos. Now, the tag team division was, eh, but as a whole, SmackDown this year, I thought, was spectacular. The Miz and all of his great promos, like you had mentioned the dad promo he did uh, on Christmas, you know? So he great. Was, yeah, he the was Miz knocking to me, out of the park. The Samoa the- Joe, AJ Styles feud that we mentioned. So I will say... Yes, Raw is your flagship show, but your flagship should be changing. It should be SmackDown. It might be changing to SmackDown. But I will say, for the year, SmackDown, by and large, killed it. Yeah, I um, I was just talking about The Miz this evening before the show with my wife because she's a uh, Miz fan from yeah, the road world, road, well, real world days. And then, oh, yeah. Right. Uh, also into this, right? She watches Total Bells, Total Divas, all that, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, and I told her about this promo, and I was like, it was really good and everything. And I was like, if it wasn't 100% heartfelt everything that The Miz has felt about his real life dad, then he's the best actor they have, hands down. Ever. Right? <laughs> I was like, Ever. And she was like, well, he does seem like he's getting better every time I see him. And I was like, you're right. I was like, I feel like throughout this show, every year we've been like, man, The Miz has been putting out better work than he ever has. And it's flying so much under the radar that he might be one of the best workers they have. But because we have this like, oh, it's The Miz, like it just feels like 
You know what I mean? Like it, it just feels mm-hmm. like it's gone under the radar, right? And he's not on yeah. a level that he should be because of where he was before and where everybody else was. If that makes any sense, so I don't know. Well, and I yeah, and I feel like maybe you know as we go a little bit deeper on the Miz character for 2019, there were so many different points where they could have pulled the trigger. I thought when he has the Miztourage on Raw, oh, they could have yeah. pulled the trigger and said he's the champ. But no, Brock Lesnar's got to be the champ, or of Roman course. Reigns has got to be the champ, right? So then he comes over to SmackDown. He does that very good pro or very good program with. Uh, Daniel Bryan, yeah, but amazing. Then it starts to get muddled with, oh, yep. now we're doing mixed tags. Well, and but now, and now we're gonna go with Daniel Bryan, and right, uh, yeah, and then we go Daniel Bryan, and that's great. Like Daniel Bryan, yeah, is of course, amazing. But this is why we but need more brands. We, this is why we need right. more alternatives and more brands, so some of these people can go shine. Well, I think no, I think I think you just need to pull the trigger on Miz because now what are we doing with Shane? Like, right. so Shane has to have a match each year, so now. I thought at first it was going to be a Shane heel turn, but well, now are we just doing a WrestleMania Miz well, versus Shane McMahon match? Well, and is this just they're going to be a tag team? Like that's what the Miz is doing? Like, I, come on, guys! Like, right? He's, that's he's, what I'm saying. Just pull the trigger. Let Let's get him to where it needs to be. He's good. We all know that's where it is. He's a big enough Forget name. About the WrestleMania yeah. 27 stuff. Right now, he's awesome. Do he's it. also been a big enough name in the mainstream media now, yeah. and he's got one of the hottest shows. Uh, on the E, like, let's roll with it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. So, all right, man, 2019. I'm excited to see what's in store. We're getting something cool, it something. seems like, in 2019. Or at least the idea of something cool. I don't know we're if those young get, bucks yeah, are cool. We're going to get but... their best punch in January, February. If it sucks, it's going to suck for a while. But then we're going to get the switch over to Fox and that might be their second big punch. You know what I mean? So we're getting at least two of their best punches next year as far as we're swinging, you know, or swinging for the fences, however, whatever analogy you want there. True that. We can at least look to two different moments, right? This, we've got you coming, you know, January, February push. And then, Hey, SmackDown's on Fox, that push. So at least we have that to look forward to. And 2018 was also the return for wrestling fans of the best pro wrestling podcast they ever damn well did here and in 2019 we'll bring you more of the same and we need your help we need you to go to paypal tableshow at gmail.com give us a donation go to spanishannouncetable.net brought to you by bwd or you go to cafepress.com slash spanishannouncetable and buy some merch like the one tom's got wearing right now if you're watching the youtube go to youtube.com slash spanishannouncetube huh like that little twist there Right, check us out. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all of them. Check us out. SpanishAnnounceTable.net brought to you by B Double D, and that's all I've got until we come back next year for more Spanish Announce Table. Fun fact, the first time a world title changed hands inside Hell in the Cell was two thousand nine when Undertaker defeated CM Punk. The Spanish Announce Table.